welcome to the Doxology Podcast. My name is Lucas Stock, and with me, as always, is... Jens Nelson. Uh, This is a podcast dedicated to journeying together on the road that is the Christian faith. Please join us as we explore, discuss, and grow as followers of Christ. Yeah. On today's bonus episode, our first bonus episode, Mm -hmm. um, we wanted to take a few minutes to do what everybody else is doing and that it's impossible to get away from uh, and that every podcast has already done and every, uh, you know, Twitter user has already created 10 threads about. Uh, But seriously, to reflect a little bit um, in light of the COVID-19 pandemic and sort of a, I guess, I guess we could call it a, a Christian response to this time of uncertainty and crisis Mm -hmm. um so we've just got a a, a few thoughts that we put together that we wanted to to talk about or to share really it's more just to share some 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 thoughts um it's not gonna be you know we're not medical experts we're not (laughs) uh, i am (laughs) uh, we're not here to rehash what everyone else has said um we all know what's going on we all have heard about it, and um, we don't really want to retread unnecessarily um, no. things that have already been talked about. Um, but we do want to offer our thoughts, um, not because our thoughts are special, but because we want to try and focus these thoughts into a um, a Christ-focused and a, and a uh, Christ-centered response as Christ followers. Right. Um, so, uh, Jens, if you want to take it away, I believe yeah. you you have some of the more theological uh, stuff that you wanted right. to share. Yeah, and I think to, to sort of just piggyback on what you said, I, I we had the idea for the episode because, you know, as, as we've said countless times, and we'll say it again on this podcast, we don't want to just have knowledge for knowledge's sake, um, but knowledge for living practically in this world. And so this is a really good example of like, when a pandemic strikes, you know, in the midst of the craze of coronavirus and, you know, like schools are being canceled, places are being closed, businesses are shutting down, um, you know, sports seasons are being like suspended, like all this crazy stuff is happening. Um, what do we do? Like as believers, what is a Christian um, biblical response to this sort of thing? And so, yeah, I just I had a couple of ideas that I jotted down that I just wanted to share that I think will be helpful for um, the believer who's maybe worried Um uneasy, unsure, nervous, or, or whatever, or if you are confident to just sort of like hammer home that confidence. So I think the first thing to note is that God is sovereign, that COVID-19 is not outside of God's sovereign rule and dominion over the universe, that um, since the creation of the world up until today and continuing beyond today, uh, God is at this very moment sustaining all things by the power of his word. Uh, the the planets that are orbiting our sun, um, the galaxies that are swirling out in space, billions and billions of light years away, um, like God is governing and sustaining those things. And at the very same time, he is governing and sustaining us. We are alive, we are breathing, we are walking, um, or whatever situation we find ourselves in um, by God's sovereign will and, and preservation. So that was um, just sort of a very overarching thing but i think it's helpful to be reminded of that that like this is not outside of god's watch it is not outside of his control 
Um, and so the next thing that sort of follows is the fact that Jesus has promised to be with us until the end of the age, that in all things, Christ is there, Christ is present. We are not alone. We are not forsaken. We are not abandoned. We're not here left to fend for ourselves. Um, but like countless times in the old, uh, in the new Testament and the old Testament, but like in the new Testament, uh, the new Testament specifically, um, you know, our, at our church right now, we're going through first Peter and first Peter is a letter that is written to, um, what Peter calls elect exiles who are, um, out in the world in the dispersion. These are believers who are facing persecution, who are suffering, who are, um, likely facing death pretty imminently, but also like it's going to be start being ratcheted up a notch um, in the days to come. And so his call constantly is to persevere, to persevere, to persevere, to cling to Christ. And so in this world, which we know God is sovereign over, um, that still doesn't change the fact that some days are really hard, that we might face things like this pandemic, we might face um, sickness, we might face even death. Um, You know, maybe we're older, maybe we have weakened immune systems, or whatever, that even in the midst of this, that um, God is sovereign, that Jesus is with us, and that, um, you know, a passage that we'll probably often refer to is um, in Romans, where where Paul says that God works all things together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. So in some way, even uh, coronavirus can be used for good. And when we think about that, like more practically, like, so I know a lot of people are quarantined, a lot of people are stuck inside, um, but like, what would it look like for the church to like care for people who are freaking out? What would it look like for the church to care for people, provide for people who are like not able to buy toilet paper and bread at the grocery store? Like I was unable to like this afternoon, like a lot of people are freaking out in the world. And like, as Christians, we, we should not react in that way, but we know at the same time that there are people reacting that way. Like if we just are like, well, God's sovereign, I'm not going to do anything. That's not necessarily the healthy response either. Um, because, you know, other people are acting differently. We, we, you know, need to care for them, love them, um, but also be wise and smart. And so I think the last thing I'll say, uh, comes from the Heidelberg catechism. So we've mentioned that before. It's a question and answer format. It's meant to teach, um, young believers or, um, you know, even seasoned believers, um, some of the theological truths of the Christian faith. And so question one, so this is the first question in the catechism says, what is your only comfort in life and in death, uh, in, in death? Um, and so the answer that I am not my own, but belong body and soul in life and in death to my faithful savior, Jesus Christ. So that's, that's the first part of the answer that we are not our own, but we belong to him in life and in death, body and soul. He has fully paid for all my sins with his precious blood and has set me free from the tyranny of the devil. He also watches over me in such a way that not a hair can fall from my head without the will of my father in heaven. In fact, all things must work together for my salvation, or you can say my good. He's referencing Romans 8. Because I belong to him, Christ, by his Holy Spirit, or sorry, because I belong to him, Christ, by his Holy Spirit, assures me of eternal life and makes me wholeheartedly willing and ready from now on to live for him. So in the midst of coronavirus season, in the midst of sickness and um, panic and despair, um, what is our comfort? What is our hope in life and death? It is that we are not our own, but we belong to Jesus and he is faithful. He is good. He is watching over us. Not a single hair can even fall from our head without the will of our father in heaven. So not a single person can contract coronavirus apart from God's will. Um, and so I think that's some of the 
practical application um, because we want, again, not to just have knowledge in our head, but knowledge in our heart that allows us to live in this world amidst suffering, amidst um, disease outbreaks and viruses and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. On. Yeah. <clears throat> um, in light of, you know, these, like, like we said, a little more theological, a little more overarching, um, no less relevant uh, truths that, that, we just talked about, I also wanted to sort of ask some, some, or not really ask, but to, to think about some, some practical as in very small, concrete steps that we can take. What, what can we do? You know, maybe we're, maybe we're stuck in quarantine. Maybe we're driving around and the streets are emptier than usual, but we're all feeling the uncertainty and the strangeness and, and the stress and anxiety of, of this time, uh, you know, as um, as things have ramped up here in this country, in America, and things have, have gotten far more intense in other places like in Italy or in, in China. Um, but we're all sort of thinking and asking these, these kinds of questions. What can we do? Um, and just a few thoughts that I had is, number one, like, just be smart. Um, practice social distancing, follow guidelines from the World Health Organization, the CDC, your local authorities, you know, schools are shutting down, listen to them, um, find, find out what the guidelines are as far as your area, maybe you're in an area where there's a lot of cases, so people, you know, are asking the public to, to be more careful, or maybe, maybe it's less intense, and you want to keep it that way, so just be smart, um, it doesn't do anyone ourselves included any favors to just prolong the spread of this virus by ignoring these guidelines um, from medical professionals or or pretending there's no threat or or acting like, you know, this is just um, the same as the flu and we don't need to be conscious and aware of limiting its spread. Um, And, you know, on that thought of limiting its spread, wash your hands. (laughs) A lot, a lot. <laughs> um, especially if, if you're not able to stay at home um, for an extended period of time. Like me. Uh, because you, yeah, because of work or, or other responsibilities, if you're taking care of family or, or something. Um, something that I saw on Twitter that I started Im- implementing in the last day or so in my own just routine is every time I wash my hands, um, I say the Lord's Prayer. Oh, um, and... Uh, I think I saw some people were timing it and it's like similar to the happy birthday song. So it helps, right. you know, make it clean, but also you're, you're, you're praying and, and, you know, um, keep, keep the, the virus in, in mind, keep the situation that people are facing in mind and maybe don't say the Lord's prayer, but just every time you wash your hands, pray for people who, who might have the virus or are being mm-hmm. affected by it. Um, it, yeah, um, and you'd be surprised uh, how often you wash your hands. <laughs> like I, when I started doing this, I, I was I was at a friend's house yesterday. Um, we were a group of us were were playing board games all day, and I just was going to the bathroom a lot because I had a lot of like I had coffee in the morning and then orange juice and then water. Like, and I was just like, wow, I'm washing my hands a lot, which I never would have noticed except I was like every time I started to wash my hands, I was like, oh our father who art in heaven. And it's like, it made me take, it's just kind of a funny, you know, and hopefully that, hopefully that number is a lot that we're washing our hands, even when there's not a global pandemic on our hands. (laughs) But, Mm -hmm. um, and finally, and this is definitely 
the most important, I would say. Um, and it, it encompasses staying clean and healthy and social distancing. But find ways to serve your neighbors. Some people legitimately can't buy groceries. I know I know there's kind of, you know, overreactions or whatever and, and but you know, I'm there are people out there who actually can't get all the groceries or the supplies they need. Um, there are working people with families who are losing money because that they can't afford to lose because their jobs are shutting down because they have to because yeah. no one's going outside or it's not safe. Um, maybe they maybe there's someone in your church or your community that needs financial support for that reason. I saw another thing I saw on Twitter. Apparently, I'm just obsessed with Twitter because everything I see <laughs> comes from Twitter. But yep, um, is uh, people were were talking about people who don't have who are maybe like stuck in in home and they live alone. Like maybe they don't, they don't have families that they live with and they're lonely. Um, and that's something that I wouldn't have thought of because I live with family and right. I it's just you know that's the reality. Maybe someone who's old, you know, needs to go grocery shopping and maybe the problem isn't that there's no toilet paper on the shelves but they're old they're the ones who are vulnerable most vulnerable so we've been told by those who know what they're talking about so go grocery shopping for them i don't know think of something um the church needs to be on the front lines of loving our neighbors taking care of our communities um and that is always true and it always looks um varied but think about in this time specifically ways that you can take the initiative and, and reach out and and, uh, you know, pray for and uh, serve the needs of our neighbors. Um, I just, yeah, it's a, it's a very, you know, everyone keeps saying it, you know, that I talk to just how weird everything is. And very it's, weird. it's, it's stressful. It's uncertain. It's, it's, ang- it's, you know, anxiety inducing. Um, and that's just the way it is. I mean, you know, I, I've never been alive for anything like this uh and but what better time to cling to the cross than now like our our hope in life and death the resurrection that is to come (laughs) yeah yeah exactly um any other thoughts no i think uh, i think that's about sums it up i know this is a short much shorter episode than most of ours but we we didn't want to belabor like you said um some of the points that have already been made but just to to reinforce maybe something you haven't heard yet um but i thought just as tradition, we'd close with um, a uh, Valley of Vision prayer, and it's one that's called Comforts. So like mm-hmm. as you said, there's a lot of anxiety right now. So these are some of the comforts we can cling to. It says, giver of all good, streams upon streams of love, overflow my path. Thou hast made me out of nothing, hast recalled me from a far country, hast translated me from ignorance to knowledge, from darkness to light, from death to life, from misery to peace, from folly to wisdom, from error to truth, from sin to victory. Thanks be to thee for my high and holy calling. I bless thee for the ministering angels, for the comfort of thy word, for the ordinances of thy church, for the teaching of thy spirit, for thy holy sacraments, for the communion of saints, for Christian fellowship, for the recorded history of holy lives, for examples sweet to allure, for beacons sad to deter. Uh, to deter. Uh, thy will is in all thy provisions to enable me to grow in grace and to be to be meet for thy eternal presence. My heaven-born faith gives promise of eternal sight, my new birth a pledge of never-ending life. I draw near to thee, knowing you will draw near to me as well. I ask of thee, believing thou hast already given. 
I entrust myself to thee, for thou hast redeemed me. I bless and adore thee, the eternal God, for the comforts of these thoughts and the joys of these hopes. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for listening to this bonus episode of the Doxology Podcast. If you'd like to connect with us, you can hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at Doxology Podcast, or you can send us an email at doxologypodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, whether that's feedback, questions, episode ideas, uh, anything that that you think of, uh, we want to connect. Um, So once again, thanks for listening and have a great rest of your day. And be safe out there. Thank you.